This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hello and welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host in studio, as always, with Alex Klingensmith. What's up, Alex? Not much. It's December. Can go. you believe it? Here we go. A lot go. of people are excited no. that this month is here. I think yeah. they're ready for the year to go and be done, be over with. I think, generally speaking, it could go down as one of the one of the you know worst headlines, at least. Lots of bad headlines, right? Yeah. But yet, I've I've seen some people make like great things happen this year. Some businesses have done unbelievably well. Unfortunately, a lot have gone out of business. That's that's the bad part. Yeah. Whole industries have been affected different ways, but. I don't know. From a personal perspective, it's definitely made my family a better family unit than ever before. Yeah. So not being disrespectful to or insensitive to those people that have been affected, you know, yeah, and sick and way. dying and losing jobs. But yeah, you can, you can, uh, I have nothing to complain about. I can't believe it's December. Yeah. Middle of December. Not middle. No, I think it's today's, a, <laughs> today's the second. <laughs> You're already ready to be done, huh? Like, it's, I hung out some, it's December. It's Christmas, everybody. I hung out around a fire pit on Monday evening with some buddies, and all three of them were just like, this has been a terrible year. I can't, ready, can't wait for it to be over with. And I'm like, really? I'm like, because none of your incomes have been affected. Like, what are you really complaining um, about, you know? And it put it in perspective for them. You know, uh, you just made me think of a, a book I'm reading uh, by Dan Crenshaw, um, He's a Texas uh, senator, or is he Congress? I don't know. I should know. Um, but anyway, he you know, was talking about just this the, the outrage mentality and the outrage society and the, the poor me mentality and the poor me thought processes that have consumed so many people, right? And it's like negativity. It's basically, let's summarize it, right? It's neg- being negative versus being positive. Yep. And I think that it's almost become like trendy to be negative and doom and gloom, right? And to be fearful, to live. Like, I think that half of America doesn't want to get back to normal because they actually enjoy this, this event, well, right? I don't know if people they enjoy just, it, but no, there, right. that, was, psycholo- that was insensitive. I didn't there's mean There's a psychology term for this, right? It's, yeah, what is, this, what is that? Well, it's the, it's the glass half full, glass half empty thing right. where, and we, this is the reason why that you started this, this whole show four years ago was right? because the media is not tilted towards positivity, unfortunately. No. So where we go to seek information, we tend to find negative information or, or spin on negative, yeah. right? Sensationalizing. Sensationalism is what it's all spun towards. Yeah. But I think there is, and I, I didn't mean, I take that back the way I said that. Didn't sound, I know what you meant. What, didn't sound yeah. like what I was thinking. Um, but Misery loves company. That's the yeah, it's, it is. It's kind of like that. And it's like almost people just, you know, love a good story. Like we've been trained and indoctrinated through... TV and instant gratification and social media apps that you you know you you just you you have to have the instant answer like you know and you have to have this instant feeling this charged feeling that is yeah. is always sensational sensationalized and and charged electrically charged either in a positive most of the time in a negative way and people I mean this is bad right for society people eventually yeah. start to just think that way 
like I'm gonna be outraged. I'm, I'm outraged, and I'm gonna stay outraged. And These guys weren't even yeah. mad. They were just like kind of like, oh, this year sucked. And I'm like, really? Because what's right. really sucked that much for you guys? You know? And yeah. then they all kind of came around in the same conclusion that for them at least, their stories was none of them lost their jobs. If anything, a couple of them, because the industries they're in, they've gotten more income. One, right. one works for a big biotech firm, and so they're making right, tons they're of money. And another one works for an M&A type situation. There's a ton of that happening. And, um, and they came to the realization, you know, they've gotten to know their kids better. Right. And they have one of them as a one-year-old, one as a two-year-old. I'm like, look, at our ages, I mean, that's pretty special to be able to say you actually got to know your one- and two-year-old because last year you wouldn't have got to spend that much time with them. Right, you know, working from home and stuff. So, anyways, it's a bizarre. Well, we're going to talk about this year and during this show. We're yeah. going to talk about a lot of the questions we've received over the years and lessons learned. So, mm-hmm. kind of a lessons learned from 2020 and questions that we've received from not only our clients but from our radio show listeners, our podcast listeners. And we want to encourage you to ask us questions. Right, you can always call us at eight seven 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 zero seven eighty eight eighty nine. But sometimes. It's just easier to throw a quick email and we're putting up on our financialdetox.com website a question, where you, uh, uh, an area where you can just pose a question. We should set up text. If yes. people could text us. Can you get yeah. it now? Yes, we'll do that. Um, no, but we will. Um, <laughs> okay. I was going to give them the text number through our phone, but we could, but uh, very easy. I was thinking of my grandma. She's like so good at texting. You know, that's Email true, too, but even it's better. It's just so quick and easy. So texting. <laughs> but anyway, go to financialdetox.com right there. You can either email us or you can um, talk to an advisor. You can put your question in there. And we're going to make that really clean here over the next week or so. So you can, we'll do text, no question. We'll do that by next show. And mm-hmm. you can text questions. And also, um, you can go right online to financialdetox.com and submit questions because sometimes people don't want to call and start a whole conversation and do that. And we, we get it, right? So just shoot us questions because we love to read them yeah. uh, on air. There have been some great. good ones this year. There have been great questions. And uh, shoot, they come every day. This is what we do, right? We have a, over a thousand uh, clients at our firm. We serve over a thousand families, some very high net worth, some uh, mass affluent folks. And there's just lots of good dynamic things going on. So we're, we got our head in the in the game and we, we can... Um, Ages one some. to a hundred, literally too. There's no, <laughs> people ask us what our niche is and I say, what do you mean by that question? Because we don't necessarily have a traditional niche. Of our sorts, niche is that we don't have a niche. I think our niche is that we, we help people that um, that tend to want to not do this on their own. Right. Right. And then value what we do for them in this relationship. And that's our niche. You know what I just realized? I have no idea what time we started. That's okay. So we didn't do a watch today. And that's (laughs) going to be interesting. So we're going to guess at at what time we take our little break. I don't know. We're totally going to guess. Let's do one right now then because I can look at the timer thing. Okay. We're going to take a quick (laughs) break. We'll be right back. It's Financial Detox. And check us out at financialdetox.com. Financial Detox, welcome back. I think we found our time, Alex. <laughs> Where are we? What time? I told That's you. That's the first time we've ever not started our clock. You're ready for this year to be over, too, I'm telling I, you. Apparently, <laughs> man. I'm, I don't bring a clock. I I was late to our recording today. Once Thanksgiving comes, though, I feel like you got Thanksgiving, and then you got Christmas, and Just you got New Year's. Just goes so fast. I think a lot of people are trying to look to the next year. Now, mindfully, like what we do for people, there's a lot of really important stuff that happens in December from a financial and tax perspective. 
So you kind of most important month ever. Right? You can't just completely fall asleep at the wheel um, if, if you're an investor and or a firm like us. Yeah. <laughs> but it does no. feel nice to be a little bit disengaged sometimes from uh, all the stuff going on. Well, yeah, it's, it seemed to simmer down a little bit. I think post-election, like if we could just not talk about politics for like five years, it'd be great. I think everybody would be better off, right? Yeah. I love talking about politics. Yeah, you do. You're so, you're so into it. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are getting really frustrated with me even. They're like, you're not saying anything. I'm like, I don't, there's no upside to anything I have to say anymore like I don't really want to and you're not going to change anybody's opinion no I don't I don't want to like leave me alone for, for I guess while. if you did that for a job right control the things you can control <laughs> that was your purpose that's what I keep saying to myself like yeah this isn't I, I manage money I build financial plans right we 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 do this for clients um there's n- just no reason to even uh to go comment on politics. People do want to know what your opinions are. I was proud of my family, though. We had Thanksgiving, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you guys did too, I'm yeah. sure. And not a single person talked about any of that stuff. Oh, that's good. Even COVID, they were like, we're not going to, we're just not going to go there. And I was like, cool. Not going to talk COVID. No COVID, no politics. No COVID, well, that no must politics. have been refreshing. What it the was, hell did you talk about? Or what the talk, heck? We talked about family that. and memories and like, because uh, the memories are what we want to recreate in the future. Like when can we, you know, let's let's start planning trips, even if we maybe can't take them, but, yes. or they'll get pushed off, you know, maybe, but it was cool. It was really cool. Something about going on a trip, right? Something about that, escaping your current environment, even though we live in the greatest environment in the world. This morning, I went up to Pine Valley. You're, you're familiar with Pine Valley. No. By Julian. Mm-mm. So, 8 East. Yeah. San Diego, 8 East. And I mean, East, like yeah. out there. And then up, up the hill, up, up, up. Uh, it was an hour and 30 minute drive cool. from my house. So, it's deep. And I went out, I got up at 4 o'clock this morning, um, <laughs> took off at 4.45 from my house, went out there to ride... Um, the heck is the name of the trail? There's some mountain bike trail, right? That's This is not Palomar Mountain, right? It's no. It's south of there? Yeah, yeah, way south. Um it's it's an epic trail. So I guess there's like a certain number of epic trails. I'm just kind of learning how to wow. bike. Wow, you're getting avid in mountain biking, huh? Well, yeah. So this is some epic trail, right? You're 14 miles downhill. I mean, switchbacks down through you canyons. Downhill? Over. Come on, that's lazy. Well, I, that's the concept, <laughs> though. It's like we our our lift, our chair lift was our vehicles to the top, and we rode down, and then charged. How'd you get back up? We took a one left one car down the yeah, bottom. Yeah, smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Downhill was. only. That's a good way to I mean, there's a couple little uphills in there, but it wasn't much climbing. That's I was funny. like, we should do this twice, but you made me come into work. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. I had no idea that was a... That was funny. Oh, I can't believe I don't even remember the name of the trail. I should remember. Any mountain biker would just shame me right now. They'd be like, shame. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. So, so this year, there's a lot of lessons learned. I think listener yes. questions was the idea here. We wanted to share some questions that came throughout the course of the year and some questions that we're getting hit with right now. And I, and I challenge you to think back and remember what were the hardest questions you were getting back in, in March and April and May when it was like really bleak and scary. Um, and then what are the hardest you know, one or two questions you're getting right now? And what have we learned from our position and steadfast decision-making this year? And, and what do we hope to look forward to in the same? Well, so the average year has 14% volatility from peak to trough in the year. That's the average over the last, like, uh, I think, 40 years or so. So, so stock markets, S&P stock, 500 goes S&P up and down 14%. Yeah, so U.S. large-cap stocks, by and large. And, and I'd say small-cap move more, and international even move more than that on average. But on average, think about that. That means at some point in the year, you're down 14%. Like, you'd go, wow, a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, the market, it's gone down 14%. In your U.S. large cap yes. asset class only. And, okay. and even more in other asset classes. So your stock positions are down 14 14%. Um, that's the average yearly move. So Whoa. people always act like, oh my gosh, the market's so volatile. 
the my answer to that is it's always been volatile. The market has always been volatile. Now there are periods of less volatility, but markets go up and down every day, literally. And they go up and down quite substantially over the course of a year, 14% on average. And so in exchange for that 14% expected volatility, your average annual return on stocks is, is higher than higher than bonds. Yeah, maybe call it 10 and then and on bonds, you you have much less volatility versus stocks, mm-hmm. but your expected rate of return is lower. But I guess where I'm going with this is this this year was exceptional in the volatility. I mean, we more than doubled that volatility, right? No, probably Probably, probably well, triple. Well, you know, I mean, 40%. at fourteen percent, you're twenty eight. We were down. I mean, from peak to trough, depending on which market. The Dow Jones was down more than the the S and P five hundred, and down more than the Nasdaq. But you know, you you more than doubled the average. So that's a big volatile year. And yeah. also, when you had the pandemic first setting back, you think back. I mean. There were times, I'm not very COVID scared. I feel like I'm healthy and it's not a big deal for me. I want to protect those around me. So I wear my mask and I do whatever I can to help. But um, there was even times when I was like, you know, shut her down, like, you know, gather supplies. I never gathered toilet paper though. I don't still understand that one. But you know. It's happening again already. <laughs> yeah, like, have, you, have you seen it? No. Like Costco, it's, it's out. Why are people gathering toilet paper? I don't Second understand. wave and stuff. I don't know. Man. Okay. So. Oh, so here's the question. Here's right. the question I got that sounds yes. close to home. What you're saying was back I'm in March. I'm not saying anything. That's well, what's exciting about. Well, then this I'm show. pulling from I'm pulling from, <laughs> from my memories of March. March was it? Uh, I remember even February being at a being at a small lunch at Payone in downtown Carlsbad with you and and some prospective clients. Oh, that and was there was fun. a guy there that that had a pretty pretty close kind of close to the beat oh, of, wow. of a, Good the medical medical executives in in all of California. I think yeah. is what he was saying. So he was already getting some some insider information, if you will, about COVID. And he said something like, it's a generational event, you know, once in a thousand year event. And everyone at the table was like, ah, okay, maybe, sure, whatever. And then yeah, he was sitting right next to you and, he, and I think he said something like, you know, so what are you gonna do in terms of, any of your asset investment management philosophy to protect people from this? Or what are you gonna do? Yeah. And do you remember what you said? Probably we're gonna, we're gonna do what we've always done, which yeah. is we're gonna trim profits when things go up above their maximum tolerance band, and when they go below their toler- minimum tolerance band, we're gonna add to them, and we're gonna stay the course. And he was not having it. I mean, no. he was like, what do you mean? You're not gonna go to cash, you're not gonna go to gold. Yeah. I don't know what he was, you know, yeah. what he didn't have any solutions. I don't it think mo- that guy became a client. He did not, but what I think- Thank goodness, I, when I, think, I don't want that guy as a client. <laughs> <laughs> when I think back, who knows what he actually did, what he actually did right? But not a, not a very smart guy, very, sure. you know. Um, Sometimes the smartest people do the worst when it comes to this game. Totally. Because they try to overthink it. They overthink mm-hmm. it. And I think back, and that was the way I answered the question for the next six months. I still still do. And in hindsight, we look really smart because we stayed true to our discipline. We didn't react. We didn't try to guess. Um, well, we were rewarded wickedly well, if that's such a saying, for doing what we're supposed to do, which is have an investment philosophy, stick to it, make sure that your investment philosophy is rooted in data evidence, historic proof, you know, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And by doing what we do and by sticking true to that and not letting headlines and even this crazy once in a generation event take us off course, we prevailed phenomenally because there were asset classes that were cheap. Things had gone down, stocks, mm-hmm. particularly small cap stocks, particularly uh, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, large value. And we added to those allocations 
when they were down because they went through our floor, the minimum that we want to hold in that particular asset class, we added to those at that time. And they turned around and went up. Besides that, we were, as you remember, Alex, we were tax loss harvesting. Mm -hmm. So when we had any positions in any client's account, because we scanned every day for this, we were selling positions at a tax loss taking advantage of that, putting money in our clients' pockets, turn around and immediately buying a similar position, not substantially the same, but similar, so that we got to appreciate with the rebound. <coughs> what else did we do? Because, well, I mean, there's so many... There's I mean, two more questions. There's yeah. like one or two more okay, questions. Okay, because this is questions, right? Yeah, the, well, the, and, they, and I think it's cool because you can... These questions we either asked of ourselves or, or we asked or we were asked by a client or a prospective client um, or, or even a competing advisor just to challenge what we were doing. But... I remember along the way at some point there was even like internally like discussion around why would we ever want to own China <laughs> ever again, uh, and we were like we right. should just get rid of them. I think I started that conversation. I don't remember, but I remember it being one that was like wasn't a bad. It's a good question because it was like a personal vendetta question. Like, you know, look this country, this this virus, and then do we trust them f- at all f- for their their accounting standards? And do we want to really have client client investments in emerging market ETFs which own. Not a huge chunk of China anyways. We weren't talking about a game-changing decision. No. But then in hindsight, we decided to keep China. It's done really well. Right. uh, From an investment perspective. They've recovered almost faster than than most other places. Yeah. Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host with Alex Klingensmith, and we are the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. That's IDA. You can check us out at financialdetox.com. Give us a call at 877-707-8889. We were talking about questions and Questions asked and lessons learned from 2020. And man, there were some big questions this year. It was a big year. We were talking about the volatility, Alex, and how normally there's about 14% volatility in an average year. We experienced more like 30 this year. So at least double of the volatility that the markets typically have. And a once in a generation event, a pandemic, you know, an epidemic pandemic, I mean, bad stuff. Lots of questions around, should I get out? Do I wait till this gets better? What should I do with my poor? How should I change? What should I be changing? What should I be doing? Um, the election brought on those same kind of questions. What should I change? What should I be doing? What if this happens? What if that happens? And how come it's it's like a broken record? You know, every time there's there's <laughs> it's not a broken record. It's just life, right? The same yeah, in life. I think if you live long enough, and I haven't, I hope that I get to live a lot longer, but. Me too. It, it is the same question that you're that we get asked in a different way at different times. It's got a different title to it. Yeah, the world around us is different, and then our personal story is different. So why is investing so hard for people then? I mean, why is it so hard to pick a discipline, have an investment philosophy, one of the two, whatever, one of the mm-hmm. same? Why is it so hard for people to say that? I mean, I'm thinking back. I can't. Every show I talk about this: fight or flight, fear and greed. These are yeah. how we what we are wired as inv- as human beings, right? So, in any decision that we make, whether it's investing or you know asking that girl out or, or you know buying that car or the house or whatever, you want to protect yourself from risk, from harm. And then at the same time, you also want to get a good deal. So it's like you're constantly conflicted, right? Well, yeah, everybody wants to succeed and have the big win. But right. if, you, if you work your whole life or even part of your life and you, and you make the choice and it's hard to save money and then you invest it, you don't want to lose it. Right. I mean, it's a lot, it represents time. But if you just, if you just take knowledge um, and education and information, you would know that you're not going to lose it. You have to have faith too, though. And you have to know what the definition of lose means. So right. people say, I don't want to lose my money. And this is one of the, be- you know, I don't want to lose my money. One of the better questions I think we ask is, what does that mean to you? Yeah. And people say, I don't like risk. What does risk mean? And then 
So I think even helping our listeners think about those lose money, r- don't want risk, or what is what is what are those? Define those. Mm-hmm. Because when you say lose money, to me, when I say I lose money, I mean it's gone. Like can't I come back. You can't come back. Vegas blackjack, hundred dollars. About to go to dinner with my wife in a movie. I don't have any more time to gamble that night, and <laughs> and not that there's ever run out of time. And I put a hundred dollars down on the hand, and I blow up with eighteen. I think I'm going to pull the dealer off, and he hits it, and he gets a twenty-one, and I lose. That hundred's gone. I it's, I lost it. Or you buy a stock, and the company goes out of business, and you actually lost your money. Or you buy a stock, and it's two thousand eight because we have a, a particular client I'm thinking of that associates everything about investing to this one experience they mm-hmm. have where they owned one stock, a concentrated position on one volatile stock. And in 2008, it went down 75%. At the bottom, they sold it. And they did lose the money because they sold it, the yeah. stock. Now, never I would recommend, never, to re- what I, would we recommend somebody to be in a single stock, one portfolio. But that's so wrong. <clears throat> First problem. Right. Two, Market goes down, you ride it all the way down, right? Then you panic at the bottom and sell, <clears throat> you know, wrong. And then you don't diversify and get in just a better portfolio. You just stay in cash. Market goes clear back up to all-time highs, and then you go, I think I'm going to be an investor again. Right. <clears throat> Third strike. But psychologically, I mean, that all those decisions make a lot of sense when you just purely think about it emotionally, like how that how that went down. And that poor person... We would, I mean, Dalbar is awesome because yeah. it, 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 it's narrow framing, I think, is yeah. the reference they make. Narrow framing, that's a good I one. think behavioral psychology would say that person's actually experienced trauma. <laughs> like, True. Like he's tra- he or she is traumatized by that experience. Yes, right? and ne- now every association, their narrow framing, every association to yeah. investing has that context that I lost money in the market. Well, y- you did because you made some fundamentally flawed decisions. That's right. Um, and that hurts. It's like get back on the horse kind of thing, right? You get in a car accident and you're never going to drive again? Like probably going to drive again, but maybe you're going to yeah. learn from the, the accident and do different things next time. But I think it's easy though. I mean, it's not easy, but it is. It's like one of those things. Like it's simple, but it's not. It's like running a business, creating a business plan. You know, it's simple. Like ex- you know, execute on these things. You know, compound interest is a very simple concept, but it does such amazing things. So it's simple, but it's not. It's can you wake up every day and at the right time and get your exercise in and eat the right meal. Small thing, but it makes a major difference in your life if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, with investing, and I think the questions and the lesson learned from this year are a repeat of lessons we've learned in other volatile years, 2008, 2002, maybe 2001, is that you have to, um, you, you, really, you really have to have discipline and philosophy. Right to succeed as an investor, you have to have discipline and you have to have an investment philosophy and you have to stay true to that. And you cannot allow headlines and media and emotion to change the way you're going to invest. No doubt it changes how we feel, but you can't let those feelings impact your investment strategy or you will not succeed at the game of- And hire a coach. I mean, yes, that's, that's the that's thing. It. That's what we would have. I mean, that's self-serving to say, but it's the truth. We obviously believe in that, right? Yeah. You want to get really good at something? Hire a coach. You hire a coach. And so that's what we do. That's the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. And it's it's crazy. we got a couple more shows left this year. We're going to wrap up some other fun topics for the year, but I think this is a good one, just revisiting the experiences we had. And and again, it's the lessons learned. 22 years now I've been in this business, and you, not 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 much less than that. And you know we've seen the cycle now repeat itself three times, and I think that um, 
you know, the answer is always the same. So have a discipline, have a philosophy, stick true to it, decide you're an investor, and we can help you do that. We'd love to help you do that. That's what we do at the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. So give us a call at 877-707-8889 or check us out at financialdetox.com and please submit your questions. We're still taking questions for the end of the year. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. And if you want to sit down for a no cost, no obligation consultation, we'll take a look at your scenario, what you're doing, how you're investing, and we'll get you on track for 2021 and make it a great year for you. Thanks so much for listening as always. Uh, thanks, Alex. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Yeah. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit FinancialDetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's FinancialDetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and Intelligence Driven Advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decisions. There is a risk of loss of investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors, financial situation, or risk tolerance. Asset allocation portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.